0: The London Grand Tournament 2021 is on the 24th to the 26th of December and Bloodtithe is the four-person team event that will take place over the weekend with live coverage on twitch.tv forward slash TheHonestWarGamer. Team Warhammer is very exciting and Bloodtithe is one of the oldest Age of Sigmar team events. Organised by the gorgeous Mark Wilson, there are also many major international events such as Age of Sigmar Six Nations to be held on the 13th and 14th of November and the AOS World Championships happening in Prague in 2022. At Blood Tithe, 32 teams of four players will play five rounds to see who will be the winner. Team events are slightly different to singles events of Warhammer because there are restrictions on army lists and we have the matchup process. In team formats, you can't duplicate units or items between players of the same team. This means each team is composed to try to maximise the advantage you get in the pairing process. This also produces polarised lists that sometimes only work well in these type of events. When two teams are drawn against each other, you have to work out who of each of the teams is going to play against the other members of the opposing team. This is done via the pairing process. Cards are put in as first defenders, and then they choose two of the attackers that the opposing team puts forward. The teams go through this process until all four matches have been decided. Being good at the pairing process could potentially get you the win. Let's look at the meta stats for Blood Tithe. Across the four Grand Alliances, unsurprisingly, Order have the most armies with 52. Chaos and Destruction actually tied for second place, both with 28, with Death with the lowest representation with only 20 armies there. But some good news, we have 25 out of 26 allegiances showing at the event, which is quite nice to see so many armies represented. The only army we're missing are the Ghosts. No Nighthorn will be at Blood Tithe. When it comes to who the most popular armies are, it seems you go big or you you go home. Our top five most popular armies start with Sons of Behemoth, with 15 armies in attendance. We have 12 Daughters of Cain armies, with only one not having Marathiin. We have 11 Seraphon armies, 11. Lumineth Realm Lords Armies and 10 Soulblight Gravelords Armies. Drop count is interesting, with both Lumineth Realm Lords and Caradron Overlords having some of the lowest drop count. I put this down to them wanting to have the first turn to be able to shoot and engage where they need to and maybe potentially out screening Alpha Strike Armies. Age of 3 is meant to be a monster meta and it does seem that way. Of our giant monsters, here's a breakdown. We've got 27 Kraken Eater Mega Gargants kicking objectives all over Blood Tithe. 19 Gatebreaker Mega gargants smashing all of the terrain. 12 Bellicors, deactivating enemy units. 11 Marathis, not dying, and making those Bow Snakes shoot twice. 10 Frost Lords on Stonehorns, proving Destruction players do love damage. 10 Fate Weavers, all of them with a Spell Portal doing Gift of Change and using their Kairos dice to break hearts. We have 10 Wind Spirits, 4 Severiths, and 6 Hurricane Wind Spirits. 9 Corn Demon Princes, showing just how useful that commandability blood-slicked ground is for shutting down enemy charges. We only have 8 Archeons, which is a huge surprise to me, as I think it's one of the strongest models, if not the strongest model in Age of Sigmar right now. 7 Gotreks, looking to wreck as many Mega Gargants as possible. Six Nagashis, and again, very surprising, because I think it's one of the most competent units in Age of Sigmar. And then a surprise to me is four Alariel's. Let's talk about the shooting meta. There are loads of big god monsters here, but we also have a bunch of shooting units. We have 310 Venari Aurelin Sentinels, 205 Bloodstalkers, 140 Iron Drakes, 37 Salamander Hunting Packs, and 12 Bacilladons. The most taken magical item at Blood Tithe is 23 Amulets of Destiny. I am very surprised that it is not in every single team. Let's review the army lists. Four Masters, one cup. Now this is a pretty exciting team, made up of Dan Ford, Dan Bradshaw, Darren Watson, and Will Barton, Both Dan Ford, Dan Bradshaw and Darren Watson are proven competitors in the Age of Sigmar community and Will Barton is a returning player from Age of Sigmar 1. We saw him at the Super Series play and he's bringing himself a classic Marathian, the Bow Snakes, which gets an A rating from us. Darren Watson, probably one of the best players in the world. He's bringing a Seraphon's list with that Fangs of Sotek. He's got all of those Salamanders. It's another A-star list from us. Dan Ford, a solid and meticulous gamer on the tabletop, bringing another Sons of Behemoth list. And then Dan Bradshaw with that Luminath Realm Lords list, which gets a big S from us. Probably one of the most competitive lists in Age of Sigmar at the moment. The Severith and also the Hurricane Wind Spirits are going to be so useful for move blocking. And then those Sentinels... Are going to be really competent at about taking out monsters or dealing damage of course to those support characters the team is very strong it's got the ability to hold objectives the ability to remove synergy in the shooting that's coming from both dan and darren's list and then will has also got some really strong shooting in there as well with marathi who's unkillable a hot pick to take the tournament out the 400 club Four very strong competitors make up the 400 club. You have Craig Namvar, Jack Armstrong, Luke Morton and Fabian Quinn. A bit of a super team put together, but with both Craig and Jack, who play together regularly, buddied up with Luke and Fabian, both from the Dragon Slayers. Now, Luke and Fabian have put in some solid games in Age of Sigmar 3, with Fabian taking out an event already with his Zinch Archeon, with Jack also taking out a five-round event recently. With the change to Archeon and Zeench though, it looks like Fabian has taken the Mega Gargant list. It works pretty similar, really, to Archeon. You throw them at your opponent and it gets an A rating from us. Luke has got a Draco Tail list for Seraphon. Again, he's got all of those Salamander hunting packs and he's got all of the extra characters to make them work. He's also got a cheeky Keeper with Solar Engine, which we rarely see. Again, this is a very strong list. I do wonder if there's some shooting from some Sentinels may potentially take out the Slant Star Starmaster, but I guess if he's drawn against them, he's not going to put them out. It's another A rating from us. Jack has got a really solid list. We talked about this already. Severith, those two Wind Spirits, and again, those 30 Sentinels. This is an S list from us and then craig is bringing that legion of the first prince list it's quite nice to see a debuff list thrown in here as well he's got kairos for changing dice rolls that's going to be really important and bellicore and both of those two units can potentially turn off battle tactics or make your opponent not be able to achieve battle tactics this list gets an a from us and the team itself gets a big a rating amherst defenders the team composition of Christian Moore, Russell Taylor, David Griggs and Michael Cook have brought a different mix to a team composition and I quite like what they've done. Christian has brought his Soulblight Gravelords list with Nagash, those Deadwalker zombies and then two blocks of Graveguard. This list gets a big A from us. Very excited to see the Necromancer and the Graveguard work together and of course Nagash is so powerful in Soulblight Gravelords. Russell has bought a Marathi in the Bow Snakes list. There they are, 15 Bloodstalkers. He's also bought those nine Knight Shadow Stonkers in the middle. This is a solid list, and it gets a big A from us. David Griggs has been very brave and bought himself a fleshy Eater Courts list in a very shooting heavy game. He's bought the abhorrent Ghoul King on Terror and he's also got two Gristlegore Royal Terrorgeist in his battle line as well. And I imagine that we're going to see those in that Alpha Beast pack. We'll see how that does up against shooting. It gets a B from us. And Michael Cook has bought himself a Boulderhead Ogre Moor Tribes list. Frostlord on Stonehorn, and then he's got himself two Stonehorn Beast Riders and two Thundertusk Beast Riders. Again, these are going to be really solid playing into the objectives, and he's going to be looking to gain extra points on Battle Tactics. The stats show, though, this is a 4-1 list, so it really does depend on who he gets paired into and how well the Armhurst defenders go through the pairing process. Michael Cook's list gets a B from us. Ancillary Republic of Southern East Batsia. This team is made up of John Williams, Ben Mardle, Alex McGee and Olly Grimwood. John has gone for an interesting take on a list we've seen quite a lot in Age of Sigmar 3. A host of the ever chosen Sixth Circle list for Slaves to Darkness with Archeon and Bellacor in. But oftentimes we see this with Mark of Zeench for the reroll ones and the spell ignore. He's decided not to do this and instead we've got Mark of Corn. He's got two units of three Varenguard, and he's also got 20 Chaos Marauders and some Untamed Beasts. He's going to get reroll once to hit, and it's going to be interesting to see if that makes a difference in his ability to fight different units. This list gets an A from us. Ben Mardle with his Gloom Spike Gits list. That's right, a Loom Boss on Mangler Squigs, another Loom Boss on Mangler Squigs. Fungoid Cave Shamans and those battle line of twelve Squig Hoard and then importantly those two units of ten Boingrot Bounders. Now now the gits have not done well in Age of Sigmar three so far, and I'd be excited to see how Ben Model's able to push them around. Unfortunately though, the list gets a C from us. Please don't hunt me down. I'm just a humble commentator. It's not my fault. They get a C. Alex McGee has got himself a Sire Lumineth Realm Lords list. He's got the Cathalar and he's also got Leor, uh, the Warden of Eumetrica, as well as a Lawseeker. He's got two units of 10 Wardens and also some Sentinels in there as well, a 20 and a 10. And he's also brought the Al- Alarith Spirit of the Mountain. Now, this isn't the usual composition that we generally see, and Sire isn't seeing as much competitive play as both Helon and Zytrek. However, I really hope Alex does well with this and the list gets a B. Finally, Ollie Grimwood with his Ogre Mortrives Boulder Head list, and he's changed it around compared to what we would normally see at a competitive event. He's got a Frostlord on Stonehorn, he's got the Huskard on Stonehorn, both of which are fairly normal, and then also the Slaughtermaster. But it's that six Ogre Gluttons that we rarely see, and the Unit of Three and Maneaters, that make this a very different list. It's very exciting to see them on the tabletop, and this list gets a C from us. Angel! The four-man team from Angel are legends to a man: Simon Froley, Adam Kunis, Tim Willoughby, and Kieran Allender. Simon is bringing his Sons of Behemoth list. He's got the Kraken Eater, the War Stomper, and the Gatebreaker. And differently to some of the other Sons of Behemoth lists we've seen, he's gone for the three smalls, three man crushers. Adam has gone for a Blood Gullet Ogre, more tribes list, two Frost Lords on Stonehorn, a Slaughtermaster, and he's also got six Mournfang, a four and a two, and then he's gone and got himself. Uh, Hogroth's Mantrappers, which obviously go with the hunter that is Horthgorn. Not quite as strong as some of the other lists that we see at the event, this list gets a B. Tim has brought a very competent and solid Slaves to Darkness list Host of the Everchosen, Sixth Circle, the extra damage on those sixes to wound. Archeon the Everchosen is in there as well as a Chaos Lord for piling attack twice. They're all marks each and then he's got three by three Varangard. They're going to be re-rolling ones to save and ignoring spells on a five. We've seen this list win tournaments recently and do super well around the globe. This list gets an A from us. Kieran has not come with a friendly list. A Legion of the First Prince list with Bellacor, a Slave to Darkness Demon Prince with the Mark of Corn for that blood-slick Ground command ability. He's also got Kairos Fateweaver and his ability to change dice rolls and control the battlefield, as well as the Umbral Spell Portal for that Gift of Change cast. The Blue Scribes, the Contorted Epitome, and then he's got those two battle line units of Pink Horrors and five Flesh Hounds. This list is great. It needs loads and loads of play, but this gets an A from us. See you next tournament. If this team is able to win one match, I'll be surprised. It's comprised of Simon Eccles, James Powell, Andy Thornley, and James Hobbs. Of course, James Powell and Simon Eccles of the Honest Wargamer show, and Andy Thornley, a great member of the Derby community, and James Hobbs, arguably one of the prettiest men in Warhammer. They have brought a bunch of lists, none of which are good. It looks like they've decided to try and play Warhammer, which will be a massive surprise to them when they actually start to move models around on the tabletop. Simon has brought his Flesh Eater Quartz Army in Gristle Gore, and of course, he's got that Abhorrent Ghoul King on Royal Terrorgeist. He's also got an Abhorrent Ghoul King on Zombie Dragon, giving him two big monsters to score battle tactics with, and he's also brought himself a Royal Terrorgeist and a Royal Zombie Dragon as Battle Line. It'll be interesting to see how this does against shooting. I think it might get shot off the board and the pairing process will have to go well for it. So this list gets a B from me. James Powell has seen the Honest Wargamer Stat Center and has decided to take himself a internet list. That's right. He's got himself four units of three Annihilators in his Stormcast Eternals Hammers of Sigmar list. He's then got himself three units of Liberators and some Vindicators and he's brought Ynastra with him as well. We've seen this list do quite well all around the globe in singles events, and this list gets a B from me. Andy Thornley, uh, channeling his inner Nurgle in his list in Munificent Wanderers, which got that big upgrade in the FAQ, has got himself two great Unclean ones, Rottigus, and then he's gone for three units of 20 Plaguebearers, slightly different to the list we've seen run previously and do well at tournaments, which obviously included the Glockin. And without Sloppy Barpiper, Piper, this list goes from an A to, to a B for me. James Hobbs has brought himself a Seraphon Fangs of Sotek list, and he has got all of the power. He's got two units of Salamander hunting packs in there, and he's also got himself f- three units of five Chameleon Skinks, which are so good with that ward save now in Aids of Sigmar 3. He's also got himself a unit of Pterodon Riders. 30 Skinks also reinforced up, and those Skink Priests and Star Priests are going to do some really solid work in making sure that they deliver all all of the damage. This list gets an A from me. The Bad Moon Loons. Fresh from their victory of the Super Series and arguably one of the best teams in Age of Sigmar 2 and 3, the Bad Moon Loons are looking to make their mark also at the Blood Tithe event. Simon Weekly, Matthew Goldsborough, Joshua Jenkins, and Daniil Oldson are practiced probably more than any other team at the event in the pairing process, having gone through the Super Series format several times. Simon Winkley has brought himself a Taker Tribe Sons of Behemoth-Lest with a Kraken Eater, a Gatebreaker, and two more Kraken Eaters. Sons of Behemoth are one of the most competent armies in Age of Sigmar 3, and Simon is no slouch on the tabletop. Expect him to do well. Matt Goldsborough has been pushing around his Lumineth for quite a while now, and he's decided to go for Sire this time, mixing it up and not going for Severith. He's decided to bring Teklis, which is a very interesting pick as a counter meta pick in a team format. He's also got the Wind Mage and he has 30 Wardens in a 20 and a 10 and he has three 10s of Sentinels. So he still is going to be able to do some long range shooting with also that Venari Starshard Ballister bringing out some extra hurt at range. The real question is, is will this be able to deal with Gargans or will this be a pairing list designed to go into certain matchups? Joshua's got his Seraphon list in Draco's Tale. He's got the Slan Star Master, a Skink Star Priest, and another Skink Starseer. He's got himself five Salamanders in total. Two of them have been reinforced. And then he's also brought himself two Bastilodons with Solar Engines, which is quite interesting not being taken in Thunder Lizard. It will play really well into Demons, and this might be their pick against Legion of the First Prince. We'll have to see. This list gets a B from me. Just a side note, Joshua is... An absolute treasure. The Pairing Master himself, Daniil, has of course bought his Zinch list in host duplicitous. He's got himself the Blue Scribes and Kairos Weaver and that Chaos Sorcerer Lord. And then he's got 20 Pink Horrors in one brick. You will not be able to retreat from him. And I think that that is a very interesting play. He's got six Varangard as well. A big brick, 560 points. Again, with the mark of Zinch. And he's got the soul screen bridge. So it'll be very interesting to see what Daniil does with this list. Daniil oftentimes tries to design the cleverest list possible. Whether or not that might make him fall down at this tournament or win him the event, I'm not sure. But the list gets an A from me. Dad's army. From the cold wastes of Northern Ireland come four men who are legends in their community and some of my favourite Age of Sigmar players in the world. Dave Kane, Stephen Mitchell, Neil Montgomery and Colin Cochrane. Four legends and they've travelled over to play at this event and are very excited to see them potentially take out the tournament. Dave Kane is one of Northern Ireland's most prominent players and he's brought a on Overlords Army from Barack Nar. Of course, he's got the big ironclad and two gun haulers to follow it up. And then two big blocks of gun stock thunderers as well. He, engine master with the dirigible zoo is his general. And this has got loads of play. Carriage and overlords have generally been seen as not being overly competitive in Age Sigma 3. But we've seen players like Jeremy Viseria over in America do really well with them. And so for that, this gets me an A. Stephen is one of the most researched players in Northern Ireland, in my opinion, and his Sons of Behemoth Taker Tribe list means that I think he's going to score big for his team. Again, he's got a Kraken Eater twice, a Gatebreaker, and a War Stomper, and he hasn't got any littles. He's gone for the Bosses of the Stomp Battalion twice, and that means they've all gone and got themselves artifacts. This list is just straight good, gets an A from me neil has gone for a slightly different Lumineth Realm Lords list, which we don't normally see from the, su- from the Great Nation Zytrek. He's got a Windmage who's his general, and he's also got himself a Lawseeker. But Teclis is, of course, on the board, which means he's got the Umbral Spell Portals to be able to do that big Tech Nado. He's got himself 20 Sentinels, and he's also got himself two units of 10 Wardens. But the cheeky little play, which we don't often see, is there's two units of five Benari Dawnriders. Whether or not this is a clever counterplay, like we've seen from DaBamoon Loons, this list gets a B from me. I've been screaming for Cities of Sigma lists to play at tournaments regularly since we started looking at the Age of Sigmar 3 stats, and my good friend Colin has decided to bring a Cities of Sigma list with Hollowheart Heart and all the Iron Drakes. The Celestial Hurricane I'm giving plus one to cast and plus one to hit is a key piece, as is the Battle Mage with the Elemental Cyclone and Crystal Aegeus. However, the rune lord is probably the most offensive thing you can see in Age of Sigmar, because he's been given the Arcane Tome, making a Dwarf a Wizard, and that is just wrong. And then Gotrek is going to be defending those 30 Iron Drakes with those two units of 10 Shadow Warriors. Again, that is Dwarves allying with Elves, uh, used to Deep Strike and pin in objectives. I'm very confident that this list could do some solid work in a singles match as well as pairing it into some really solid lists, especially Sons of Behemoth. I think that this is a counter to them and I'd be very excited uh, to see how well it does over the course of the weekend. It gets an A from me. Dogs of Warhammer. The Dogs of Warhammer consists of Johnny Armstrong, Michael Stewart, Alex Jones and Mark Curtis. Johnny Armstrong is bringing us another double bosses of the stomp Sons of Behemoth list in the Taker Tribe. Three Kraken Eaters and a Gatebreaker, you already know where this is going, it's a big A from us. Michael Stewart has brought himself a Seraphon Thunder Lizard list, which means we're definitely going to see Bastilodons, and there are two in the list. There's also two Salamander Hunting Packs and another Salamander Hunting Pack, as well as a Stegodon with a Sky Street Bro, which is damaged three. Such a good good unit. Two Min Battleline Skink units, an Engine of the Gods for trying to summon some Saurus Warriors, and a Slan Star Master as well as two Skink Priests. This might be their plan to reduce the damage coming out of Mega Gargants, but does it doesn't have the damage to go back into them? I'm not sure. This list gets a B from me. While different to other Nurgle lists we've seen do well in competitive play, Alex Jones has brought a very solid and very interesting Nurgle list from the Munificent Wanderers sub He's got a great and clean one. Who's of course the general, and then and then excitingly, sloppy bar piper and spoilsbox scrivener, which is going to help both of those three units of twenty plaguebearers do some really solid work in combat. He's also got the vermin lord corrupter with the wither stave and flaming weapons, making those ten attacks damage three and making reroll and sixes in an aura, which makes those plaguebearers even more survivable. And of course, he's got Belakor in there as well, some solid control into his opponent's army. It's a great list. I'm not sure on its output. I'd be very excited to see how it does. It's going to get a B from me. Mark Curtis has brought himself a Lumeth Realm Lords from Sire, and again, it's another Teclean build, as well as a Hurricane Windmage and also the Sonari Cathalar. He's got himself 30 Wardens in a 20 and a 10, and he's also got himself 30 Sentinels in three 10s, as well as, of course, the Umbral Spell Portal for the ability to do AoE damage. Again, the Teclion builds I don't think work as well, so this gets a B from me. Eat Bats International. Arthur Treatle, Dan Seymour, Matthew Evans, and Justin Schneck make up Eat Bats International. Now, I don't know much about any of these players, but I'm excited to see them play, and I hope they do really well at the tournament. Arthur has brought all of the big guns in his Soulblight Gravelords list. His lineage is the Castelli Dynasty, and that's going to work super well into those Blood Knights, of which he's got two units of five. He also has two absolute slap beat monsters in prince Vordry and manfred von karstein as well as having a vampire lord on zombie dragon who's the general the output from this army is gonna be insane and they could comfortably lift mega gargants off objectives very early i'm excited to see how arthur does with this list i think this list might be an a dan seymour has bought himself a caradron overlords list from barak nah He's brought himself the Ironclad and, excitingly, he has himself three units of six engine Riggers, which are going to do some really solid work. And he's also got himself a unit of ten Thunderers. The engine Master, as the general, is going to make those Endringers battle line. Now, it's light on wounds, but it's strong on output. Like I say with all Caradron Overlord's army, as long as they don't get doubled, they're fine. Keeping that up over the course of a five-round tournament is hard, so it gets a B from me. Now, Matthew's brought himself a Lumineth Realm Lords army from Eumetrica and he's gone and experimented, and I like this a lot. He's got avlanor the Stoneheart King, and also Lirul, and also Lyraul the Warden of Eumetrica. Now that's gonna be really important to make sure he gets the Sunblessed weapons off on his different units, especially his two units of 20 Sentinels. He's gonna be looking to do some long-range damage with those while Avalanol walks up the board. And of course, he's got himself some Wardens there, two units of 10, and he's got himself two units of 10 Stoneguard. Now those Stoneguard are gonna be so solid for holding objectives, and are gonna be really good for reducing the Rend coming in. Will the Sentinels have enough output to deal with ranged threats? I'm not sure. It'll be exciting to see. It gets a B from me. Justin Schneck has gone all in in the monster meta of Age of Sigmar 3. He's brought himself a Flesh Eater Court's Gristle Gore list. He's got an Abhorrent Ghoul King on Royal Terror Geist, an Abhorrent Arc Regent twice. And then an Abhorrent Ghoul King. And then his battle line is just three Gristle Gore Royal terror guys those are in the alpha beast pack if he goes into the right matchup he might be able to do some pretty significant damage in the early turns however he is a seven drop so he probably won't get the choice most of the time eat bats the originals have got a solid team and such a group great group of dudes ollie fox james warth ollie fox james Worth, mark Mitzman, and paul berridge all really nice guys Ollie Fox is a deranged inventor and I love his list to pieces. He has a warlock bombardier and thank wall on bone ripper which is exciting in of itself he has two units of five scryer acolytes which is the minimum that you need and then he's also got six storm fiends also as battle line which is really exciting because they can do some really solid work we've seen nine do loads with more and more warp power but then just to really bring the hate he's brought three doom wheels which is so exciting and a warp lightning cannon this is going to do some really solid work it's all output all the time doesn't hold objectives super well, so it'd be exciting to see how those storm themes perform. But if Oli gets paired into the right matchups, and if no one can shut down more and more warp power, he's gonna do some really good work into lots of different armies. This list gets a B from me, but an S for excitement. James Worth has brought himself a Calibron Daughters of Cain list. It's got Marathi in there, and it does have the Bow Snakes, but not the 15 we often see, just a 10. And then we've also seen 10 blood sisters as well this means the melissa iron scale is the general which makes those guys battle and gives you access to that great command ability that she brings along he's also got five life takers and also that amazing blood rack viper this list gets a b from me but it virgin on an a nothing does first turn output and damage like a mega boss on more crusher He's of course got, you don't leave home without him, the two war chanters. And then he's gone for MSU hard boys, really relying on the megaboss on war crushers to do the output and the work, looking for smashing and bashing. This list will be solid into the right matchups. This list gets a B from us. Paul Berridge has brought himself a Seraphon Thunder Lizard list, which of course means Bastilledons. Two of them in this list, with another two salamanders and a one salamander. Seraphon players rarely leave home without him. He has mixed it up though, and he's brought himself a Saurus Scarvet on Carnosaur, and he's also brought himself a Skink Oracle on Troglodon. Battleline is three units of five Saurus Knights, and he's also brought himself a cheeky unit of Pterodon Riders. It's a list that will be able to trade really nicely, but I do wonder how it will play into those bigger armies with bigger bricks and scarier units. This list gets a B from me, but the team as a whole has a big old A. Epic Flail. Epic Flail is made up of a solid group of lads. Liam Jordan, Mark Williams, Tom Fretwell and Paul North. All of them experimenting with a bunch of different lists and really excited to talk about these. Liam Jordan is bringing beasts of chaos, which you would not have expected other than he thinks that they have got power behind them. And he's been playing them loads at local tournaments recently. The Dragon Ogre Shagoth is his general. That's right. There's a Dragon Ogre Shagoth. He's also got two great brave shamans and he's also got a slaves to darkness demon prince with a mark of corn. Making opponents reduce their charges so that your fighting units can get in seems like a key piece of tech for this list. His battle line is three units of 10 gore and then he's brought himself three units of five centergore, which is very 2017 of him. He's also got two units of three bull and also two cockatrices, which will make our co commentator. Adam Mumford very happy. Now beasts aren't doing well in Age of Sigmar at the minute, but I know that Liam thinks that they can. Unfortunately, I'm giving them a C, but I want them to prove me wrong. In the lists, I also don't see much anymore at the moment is Mark Williams' corn army in Reapers of Vengeance. He has Scarbrand and he has a Bloodthirster of incense and Rage, as twice, in fact, as well as a Blood and a Slaughter Priest. He's got three. He's got three units of five flesh hounds and he's also got ten blood letters. There's going to be a lot of output from this army, but it will struggle massively into shooting. And ultimately, there's a lot of shooting at this event. The pairing process is going to be really important and it gets a C from me. Don't hate me. Tom Fretwell has clearly been watching live coverage of Competitive Age of Sigmar and has brought himself the list. Zinch Hosar Khanum with Archeon and Kairos in. Blue Scribes and the Magister on Disk of Zinch with 10 Karakakalites battleline Battle line and 3 units of Screamers of Zinch, The Umbral Spell Portal and Chronomantic Cogs. Now Cogs isn't what it once was but really this is still one of the strongest if not the strongest list in Age of Sigma. The ability to choose dice results as well as change dice results via Kairos in my opinion makes your ability to shut down battle tactics and guarantee battle tactics The strongest uh, mechanic you can have in Age of Sigmar, and the list gets an S from me. Paul North has brought himself one of the techiest lists you can probably build in Age of Sigmar, and that's a Slaves to Darkness list with Knights of the Empty Throne, making those Varangard a leader. He's got six of them, and they're the general with inescapable doom as the command trait and grasping plate with the Mark of Corn. He's also got Chaos Sorcerer Lord, and he's also got three more as a leader, as well as Belacor. Don't forget the piling attack twice on Varangard is so very, very good. Belacor's ability to shut people down is good, and also the command abilities that you have inside Knights of the Empty Throne it, sub-faction is such a good collection of command abilities. He's got two units of five Chaos Knights, and he's also got some Marauders, and he's got, of course, you don't leave home without one, a chaos war shrine. This this is techie as hell, and it's really good, but it doesn't seem to have taken out top table results in Age of Sigma 3, so it gets a B from me. Essex More Tribes. Essex More Tribes are probably one of the most sporting teams here at the event, made up of Alex Fawcett, Russell Perkins, Edward Harrison, and Nick Harding. Probably can't find four finer gents that you would want to play Age of Sigma with. Alex has brought a soulblight grave lord's list from legion of the night he's looking to use the two necromancies he's got to make those two units of 40 dead walker zombies eat everything and turn the whole board into the walking dead manfred backs him up and will be able to give bonuses to those units as well as be a beat stick himself and those two units of five blood knights will hit stuff well and hold objectives really nicely this list has got a lot of play from me and it gets a b Russell is probably one of the most sporting players I've ever met in Age of Sigmar. He's running the Legion of the First Prince list and he's got himself Belakor as well as Kairos Fateweaver, which doesn't sound very sporting, so I'd be interested to see how he charms his opponents. He's also got a Slave to and a Demon Prince with the Mark of Corn and the Bloodthirst of Incensate Rage. We see this combo a lot. It's been played quite a lot in Age of Sigmar, as well as the 20 Plaguebearers and the two units of 10 Plaguebearers that we're seeing in there as well. The Umbral Spell Portal is, of course, for Kairos for Gift of Change. This list is really solid. It needs loads and loads of play, though, but it does get an A. Edward Harrison has come straight from Age of Sigmar 1 with a bunch of Saurus Warriors. He's running Seraphon List with Thunder Lizard. He has an Engine of the Gods and, of course, a Slan. And then the Star Priest and the Star Seer with another Star Priest and another Priest. A lot of characters in this list. He's got 20 Soros Warriors and then a brick brick of 30 Soros Warriors. And don't forget, they're going to be reducing damage coming in by one. And then he's got 10 Skinks, 2 units of 5 Chameleon Skinks, which are going to be so good for taking out those Batline characters. And then one Razor a hunting pack. This list is very different. I haven't seen it play. It doesn't feel like it's one of the top end seraphon list and he gets a B from me. Nick Harding's smile is as potent as a strong coffee at the start of a morning. He's brought himself a fleshy, eater course, blisterkin list. He has two abhorrent ghoul kings on Geist, and of course he has an abhorrent art regent. He's got himself a Vargulf courtier with the arcane tome and of course he's taken flaming weapons, kind of making a smash bat v3. Then he has two units of 10 Crypt Cools, and he has two units of three Crypt flares. He's really going to be looking to make those Abhorrent on terror guys do all of the work. I don't know how it does into shooting. It's a very heavy shooting meta. It gets a B from me. Team Fact. Team Fact is made of Sebastian Del Monte, James Houston, Ralph Hughes, and Max Sewell. Seb has brought himself a solid, scary Iron Jaws list with a Mega Boss and War Crusher and... To the surprise of everyone, Kragness, the end of Empires. He's also got six Gore-Grunters and two units of three Gore-Grunters. Now, Kragnos obviously plays really well into Mega Gargants, but we haven't seen any good results posted from him, so this list gets a B. James has bought a super serious Soulblight Gravelords list, and it's from the Legion of Night. He's bought Manfred von Karstein, who's really good, and he's going to buff up those two units. That's right, two units of 30 Graveguard. I'm so excited about that. He's also got 20 Zombies and 10 Direwolves as well. He's got the White King, and he's got the Vampire Lord, which is going to buff those Graveguard, and a Necromancer, which is going to help them pile and attack twice. Those Graveguard could lift Mega Gargans up in a turn. So, I'm very excited to see how this list does. It gets a B from me. I think it has the potential for an A. We just haven't seen much of it play on the tabletops at the moment. I'm excited to see how it does over the course of the weekend. Ralph has got a really interesting Cities of Sigmar list from Hallow He has the Battle Mage, he has the Hurricaneum, he has the Rune Lord that's the general, which makes those Iron Drakes battle line. But what's really exciting, and he has 30 of those Iron Drakes, he's also got the Anointed on Frostheart Phoenix with the Arcane Tome, and uh, which means he's a wizard and means he's going to get those plus one to save, but it also means he's got that minus one to wound aura which is going to be so useful for those iron drakes and also the phoenix guard he's got emerald life swarm which works really nicely into either of those two elite units of the iron Drakes so or the phoenix guard he's got the soul screen bridge to teleport the whole thing forward bring it all in range and do so much output it's really good i like this list a lot i think it's got loads of potential in age of Sigmar 3 and i'm going to give it an a maxall has got himself the big old bad guy himself Archeon in Zinch Hosarkanum with Kairos Fate Weaver. Now he's gone for a bit of a output y build. He's got the Ogroid Thermitage, which means that Kairos is gonna be able to cast another D6 Mortal Wound spell from him. He's got the blue scribes for the reroll casts from his spell, and then he's got the Umbral Spell port, and he's got three units of three Screamers of Zinch. This list gets an S from me. Fiction! A scary good team, and one of the teams most likely to take out of the event Leo Ratunin, Ben Murphy, Benjamin Sava, and Alex Q. Leo has gone all in on a Soulblight Gravelords Castelli Dynasty list. He's got Nagash, he's got Vordry, and then he's got the Vengorian Lord, who's the general. The Vengorian Lord is going to reduce Wren coming in by 1, which means Nagash and Vaudrye are going to be even more survivable in this army. He's got 2 units of 10 Deathrought Skeletons, and he's also got 20 Deadwalker Zombies. The important part about this list is it contains 3 monsters which do phenomenal output, and they're very survivable. I expect this list to do very well. It gets an A from me. Ben Murphy has put together a very interesting Seraphon list. It's Thunder Lizard, so it's reducing damage coming in by one. He's got an Engine of the Gods, who's the General, and he's also got an Ashloth Balabear and a Skink Priest and a Skink Star Priest. The really interesting element is the allied-in Frostheart Phoenix for that reduction of wounding by one. He's also got two units of ten Skinks, and he's also got five Soros Guard and five Chameleon Skinks, and of course the Bastillodon with a Solar Engine for the shoot twice in Thunder Lizard. Reducing the to wound roll by one and reducing damage by one—very interesting take on a Seraphon list. It gets a B from me. Also, Lord Croak is in the list. That's the new Lord Croak, the menace of the end of Age of Sigmar. Two, putting out some strong anti-magic and doing some uh, magic himself. This list gets a B from me. Mister Benjamin Sava, fresh off a couple of tournament podiums, he's got himself a Nurgle list from Magnificent wanderers he has bellicor which is such a good piece for shutting down units meaning they can't achieve battle tactics he has a great unclean one and then of course sloppity bar piper and spoil spock scrivener two units of 20 plague bearers festus and another 10 plague bearers and he's got the emerald life swarm now those plague bearers will do incredible work and the Mortal Wound output will be phenomenal. Bellicor is also really solid as well. This list is one of those silent lists that's been doing really good all around the tabletops. And Benjamin is a really, really solid player. This list gets an A from me. Alex Q has got the big wah for the Uruk war clans. And the two big wars are the right and left fist of Gork, which is those two mega boss on more crushes that he's got in his list. He's of course got two war chanters as well. And then he's gone and got himself. I think he has three war chanters, three war chanters. He has three war chanters in the list and a weird knob shaman, which means he's going to be able to buff up those two mega boss or war crushers. Also, those six gore grunters for a phenomenal turn of output. Not forgetting big war is going to make eventually give him plus one to hit and plus one to wound, meaning twos and twos with damage two uh, on all of those attacks. It's a really strong alpha list played into the right armies. I'm excited to see how it might play. It's a nine-drop list, though, so some shooting lists might take out, especially the buff pieces, early. Gets a B from me. Go big or go home. Angus Bryan, Bryn Roberts, Michael Browning, and Russ Buzz Ward are here to play Warhammer. Angus has given me the unique delight of being able to say this is not what I was expecting. He's got a living city list from Cities of Sigmar, and his steam ca- tank commander is the General, which does mean he has three steam tank battle line. He's brought Deloria Vendensed as well, which is a really nice techie pick. And he's also brought a Battle Mage with him as well. And he's also brought a Celestial Hurricaneum as well for plus one to hit on all those steam tranks and the two units of 10 iron drakes are in there he's got a luminarch of heesh for some additional shooting and he's also got the life swarm and geminids now this is a pretty fun unique list this gets a c from me but i'd be really excited to see it on the tabletop brin has bought himself a sons of behemoth list and it is breaker tribe and he has got three gatebreaker mega gargants and two minis not much to say about this it's an a it's just a flat A. That's what Mega Gargants are in this meta. They're an A. Michael Browning has brought himself an Osiarch's Bone Reaper's army, and like many of them in Age of Sigmar 3, it is Petrifex Elite. He's got Leech Cavalos, and he's brought arkan the Moorca- the Black, the Mortark of Sacrament. And he's going to be really, really useful in this list. He's also got a Mortis and Soul Mason and a Soul Reaper. He's got two units, t- 20 Mortec Guard, and then he's got five Death Riders. But a pretty nice piece in this army is those six Necropolis Stalkers. Normally, I would say that they have range issues and also movement issues, but with the update and also being in Petrifax, reducing Rem by 1, but also having access to that command ability, which is going to give them extra damage, those Necropolis Stalkers can do phenomenal work in the combat phase, and the Bone Tithe Shrieker is also going to be really, really useful in this army as well. Osteoxinfer had an okay set of results in Age of Sigmar 3, but they haven't taken any events out, and for that reason, it gets a B. Russ has brought a Legion of the First Prince list and it doesn't have Kairos in it, which is very, very unique. It obviously has Bellicor, and it does have two Corn Demon Princes with the Blood Slicked Ground. It doesn't have the three, which would have made AD Mac very happy. It does have a Sloppity Bar Piper in as well, which is going to play in really nicely with those two units of ten Plague Bearers. But most importantly, with those six Plague Drones for a bit of that drone strike, which is going to be quite nice. Then he's got the Contorted Epitome as well. This isn't our usual Legion of the First Prince list. I'd be excited to see how it does play, and especially why Russ has decided to bring in the Plague Drones. The list gets a B from me. Idle Rogues. Aaron Foley, Ray Standage, Charles Jameson, and Zach Rowe are in the Idle Rogues team. Aaron is rocking a Daughters of Kane Keltnar army with Marathi and the Bow Snakes. He's got the 15 Bloodstalkers, but he's also taken the Melisse Ironscale, so he's got a couple of units of Blood Sisters as well for some combat punch. This list gets an A from me. Ray, a long time Seraphon player, is running a Thunder Lizard army, and of course, he's got double Bastillodon, and he's also got four Salamanders in there as well for some real shooting punch. He has the usual cast of Seraphon characters in the slam, the Skinkstar Seer Priest, and the Astroloth Banner Bearer, and this list gets a B from me. Not to be outdone, Charles has brought himself a Corn Reapers of Vengeance army, with Big Popper Archeon in the list himself. Archeon, normally seen in Zecian Slaves of Darkness army, could do some really solid work inside Corn, and it gets an A from me. Zach Rowe has got himself a Nurgle Munificent Wanderers Army with the Great Unclean One and the Glockkin. He's also got the Sportsbox Scrivener and two Slopperty Barpipers. They're going to be reinforcing those three units of 20 plague bearers and also those three plague drones. There's lots of output that can come from this army. This list gets a B from me, although I'm not confident about that. Might be an A. Legio 9. From the Super Series come Legio 9, Andy Burgess, Henrik, Tom Richardson and Alex Wilkins. There are some really underrated quality players in this team. Andy is running that Sons of Behemoth breaker tribe list with two gay breakers and a Kraken eater and two littles. Andy's been playing Mega Gargants for quite a while in ages, at the end of Age of Sigmar 2 in the Super Series as well as in Age of Sigmar 3. I'd expect big things from Andy. Henrik has been running Daughters of Cain for a while, and he's brought a Hagnar list with Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Expect big things from him, and the list is an A. Tom Richardson is pushing around, Tom Richardson is pushing around a Stormcast Eternals list from the Hammers of Sigmar. He's got those 3x3 three three Annihilators in the unit, as well as Nastra and Gavriel Shoreheart. So he's going to be looking to make good use of the impact damage and Mortal Wound output from the Annihilators. This list gets a B from me. Alex Wilkins is pushing around a Soulblight grip. Alex Wilkinson has brought Alex Wilkins has brought a Soulblight Gravelords list and its lineage is the Legion of Night. He's got Manfred, Nagash and a Necromancer in his army, as well as 3 units of 10 Deathrattle Skeletons and 5 Black Knights and the Umbral Spell Portal. Those two big monsters will produce some really solid work in the army and Nagash is so, so good in Soulblight Gravelords. This, this gets a B from me, because I would have expected to see a third monster, but I'd be excited to see what Alex is thinking. Leodis Legion. Paul Whitehead, Simon Burdett, Daryl Jones, and Joe Purcell make up Leodis Legion, and they are four absolute treasures. Paul Whitehead is a very competent wargamer. Electing Noct to go to the Frostlord on Stonehorn, and instead having three Guards on Stonehorn, gives him a few more points to take the additional two Stonehorn Beast Riders that he's brought along with him, as well as two Mournfang. This takes him to a total of five monsters, and it gives him some really good opportunities. To score a lot of extra points in battle tactics. This list gets a B from me. Simon Bedet has brought a Sons of Behemoth Taker Tribe list with three Kraken Eaters and a Gatebreaker. This gets an A from me. Daryl Jones is pushing around a Legion of the First Prince list with Belakor, Kairos, and that Slave of Darkness Demon Prince with the Mark of Corn. He's gone for the Plague Bearers' as battle line. He's brought some additional Plague Drones to key in quite nicely with Sloppity barpiper, and the Emerald Life Swarm is going to do some work as well. I've said this on the previous versions of these lists, it requires some play, but Belakor's ability to shut down units and therefore make it so you don't score Battle Tactics is worth its weight in gold. It gets an A from me. Joe Purcell's biggest worry at this tournament is not that his Marathi and the Bow Snakes list from Daughters of Cain in Hagnar will do well It's whether or not he can be bothered to play all five rounds. He's also got a big brick of 30 Witch Elves as well and I do really like it in Hagnar as opposed to Calibron, so this version gets an A from me. Marauders A. One of the teams with probably the best shot at taking out the tournament Marauders A have got four competent players Tony Moore, Tom Maudsley, Mark Busby and Gabe Huddleston a really solid team of gamers. Tony Moore has brought his Flesh Eater Courts from Gristle Gore, and he's got the Abhorrent Art Regent, he's got that Vargulf Court here, and he's got the Abhorrent Ghoul King on Royal Geist. He's also got himself two Gristle Gore Royal Geist and a Gristle Gore Royal Zombie Dragon, as well as the Crypt Flares. Like I've said about other Flesh Eater Courts lists, I think that this is a problem into shooting, but if the pairing process is done well, and with Tony and Tom's acumen in the pairing process, I expect it to be done probably as well as any other team's able to do so, maybe he can be in the right matchup. But on its own, it gets a B from me. Tom Morsley has brought his Soulblight Gravelord's Castelli Dynasty list, and he has a massive beat stick in Prince Vordry and the Vengori Lord, who can go around together causing untold damage. He's also got loads of armor saves in here, in his five units of five Blood Knights, giving him an average of three-up armor save across the whole army. He's also got two units of three v- bats as well and this army can do some particularly strong output because it's in the Castelli dynasty. Tom is an excellent player and the list is very strong so it gets an A from me. Mark Busby has got a Sylvaneth list in Nauru and again this is our Math Mallow TM build. He's got the Warsong Revenant and Alariel as well as a Branch Wraith and then he's got 10 Dryads and six Kurnoth Hunters with Great Bows. Those Great Bows really reinforce the damage coming from Alariel and also the Warsong Revenant via the Spell Portal that's in the list. It's a lot of mortal at range and is a good team list it gets an a from me finally gorgeous Gabe Huddleston in his sons of behemoth take a tribe list he has a Gatebreaker and three kraken eaters the list gets an a the guy gets an a marauders b Matthew Robinson, Matt Wetton, Rick Ellis and Nigel Chawton make up Marauders B. Matthew Robinson has bought a Boulderhead Ogre Moor Tribes list, and he's got himself two Frost Wars on Stonehorn, and he's got himself six Mornfang in a four and a two, as well as six Ogre Gluttons. I feel like Ogres always verge between an A and a B, and I think the introduction of the Gluttons actually drops it down for a B for me, but... I'm really hoping Matthew proves me wrong over the weekend. Matt Wetten has got himself a Breaker Tribe Sons of Behemoth list, and he's got himself two Gatebreakers and two War Stompers. Some of the few war stompers at the event, and you would think that that makes it not as strong, but stats from around the world prove that that isn't the case, and this list gets an A from me. Rick Ellis has got himself an Astral Templar Stormcast Eternals list, and he's got a Celestine Prime, a Knight Encanter, and a Lord Celestine on Star Drake. He's also got himself two Celestine Star Balusters and the Everblaze Comet, along with some Judicators. This is a very good anti-bunker list, the ability to do mortal wounds in AoE, Concentrated as well as having it backed up with adjudicators and to shooting is really competent. Unfortunately, Stormcaster's got a bit of an older book. I'm not 100% certain it can compete with some of the newer books, so it gets a B from me. Nigel Chawton isn't the tallest fella unless you take the stature of his heart into account, at which point he's a behemoth. He's running a Thunder Lizard Seraphon list. He's got himself Gotrek in there as an ally, so he'll be causing all sorts of drama and playing so well into the Mega Gargant meta. He's of course got himself the Bastiladon with the Solar Engine, and he's gone for those two Stegadons with the Skystreet Bros, which have been doing so well recently. As well as a cast of characters for the Seraphon, this list gets a hearty B from me. More than Misfits. More than Misfits, or... The Wales under 31 team have got four legends in their ranks Matthew Davis, or Math Mallow as we really know him, Rick Myhill, Dan Arnold, and Greg Shelton. Looking to cause a huge upset at this year's event and take it out, I'm very excited to see this team play. Math Mallow at this point has brought himself, of course, a Silverneath Narroot list with a Lariel and, of course, the Warsong Revenant. He's got those six bow hunters as well. And he's got himself those battle line tree revs. This is pretty much a Math Mallow TM list. It's done work all across the globe. But expect to see Math Mallow play very uniquely into a bunch of different pairings. Rick, as one of the most enigmatic gamers on the tabletop, has bought himself a Godseeker host Slanesh list. As well as Sigvald and Senessa, he's of course bought a Keeper of Secrets and an Infernal Raptress. With two units of arguably one of the most obvious units, in the game of Bliss Barb Seekers and some Hellstriders with Claw Spears and Demonettes, Rick is really looking to prove that there's some play in the Sinesh book. The list gets a C from me, but Rick gets a big old A. Dan Arnold with his Futh1 Eidneth Deepkin is one of the few Deepkin armies at the event and has been playing them a lot in Age of Sigmar 3. He has an Eidolon aspect of the Storm and an Achillean King and he's got himself three Echling Guard, or the defensive eels as we know them. He has two units of Achillean Alipexes, which are a great hybrid unit, both good in shooting and in combat, and he's got it all backed up with an Achillean Leviadon. Not as strong as it was in Age of Sigmar 2, Deepkin have struggled a little bit worldwide and so for that reason the list gets a big. Greg has bought a Castelli Dynasty Soulblight Gravelords list and he has the three-man combo. Nagash, Manfred and the Vengori Lord with some Deathrattle Skeletons and Blood Knights in the list. There's three monsters able to achieve battle tactics, reducing Rend. It's such a good list. It's so powerful. It gets a big A from me. Nine Inch Fails. A relatively new team from London but made of some up-and-comers. Nine Inch Fails has got Abade, Thomas Connell, Dominic Stonebridge and Dave Carter in its... Abade is bringing his Sire Lumineth Realm Lords with 40 Sentinels in two blocks of 20 and 30 Wardens in a 20 and a 10. Of course, he's also got Teklis and this list will play very well into lots of different matchups but it gets a B from me. Thomas Cunnell is bringing a Calibron Daughters of Kane list. He's got the Bloodwrack Medusa General and another Bloodwrack Medusa in there with Marathi, Kane and the 15 Bloodstalkers. He's also got two units of nine Shadow Stonkers as well which I think is a great play and going to be really useful for scoring battle tactics. This list of course gets an A from me. Dominic Stonebridge one of the few Hermdar Fireslayers players at the event, has got himself three units of Hearthguard Berserkers. But he has stacked it on a cast of characters. He has an Auric Runefather on Magmadroth, he has an Auric Rune Smiter on Magmadroth, and he has a Battlesmith, a Rune Son, a Lord Exorcist in there as well, and an Auric Rune Smiter. He's also brought himself a unit of ten Auric Hearthguard. Ice Lays have struggled a little bit in Age of Sigmar 3, and I don't see that really changing with this list. So, this list gets a B from me. Dave Carter has brought himself a Halahart City's of Sigmar list, and he has got 30 Ironbreakers and 30 Iron Drakes in this list, along with Gotrek. So, the Dwarven power is strong in this all magic list containing a Battle Mage, a Celestial Hurricaneum, and, of course, a Rune Lord with. A arcade Tome. Those Iron Drakes are going to play very, very well into certain matchups, especially Gargants, which are almost in every list, as will gotrek So, for that reason, this list gets an A from me. Ninja Badgers. Again, another team with a really good opportunity to take out the event. Four excellent gamers make up the Ninja Badgers Richard Buckler, Laurie Huggett Wild, Steve Curtis, and Paul Buckler. Richard Buckler has bought himself a Reapers of Vengeance corn list, and he has a Bloodthirster of Incentive Rage, Scarbrand. A blood secretor, a slaughter priest, Belicor, and a sleeves to darkness demon prince. He's also got himself th- 30 blood letters in battle line and 10 blood reavers along with five Fleshouts. Corn Korn isn't having the best time in Age of Sigmar 3 and it's in a very heavy shooting meta. Maybe this is looking to be paired into the gargant so they can take them out. Either way, the list gets a C from me, but I would love to be proved rock. Lori Huggett Wild, fresh off his win at Facehammer, has bought himself a host of the ever-chosen Slaves to Darkness list. He has Archeon in his list, as well as a Chaos Sorcerer Lord and a Chaos Lord for that Pion and Attack twice. The 30 Chaos Marauders, 10 Chaos Marauders and 3 Varengard with that Clutch Mark of Zeench. Also bought himself some untamed beasts for an early trade and a Chaos War Shrine. Laurie's an excellent player, and this list is excellent, so it gets an A from me. Steve Curtis again, fresh off a tournament win, has got his Taker Tribe Sons of Behemoth, and I expect him to do very, very, very well with this list. He's got himself a Kraken Eater, a Gatebreaker, and a War Stomper, and then three littles, so three Man Crusher Gargants. Steve is an excellent war gamer in a team of excellent wargamers. The list gets an A, he gets an A. Paul Brooklow has himself a Calibron Daughters of Kane list and has gone for the Falcon Punch double of Marathi Kane and Gotrek Gurnisson in the same list. This means he doesn't have 15 Bloodstalkers and instead only has 10, but they're still in there and he has three lots of 10 Witch Elves for early trades on objectives. It's a very solid list, especially those two big characters together. The list gets an A. Only the fillfall from the South Lo- only the From the South London Legion, only the Philfall has got a solid team of Nico, Rob Bradley, James Grant and Tom Lambert. Nico has spent all of his points on characters with Teclas and Gotrek in the same list, and a Cenari Caligrave in there as well. This means he's light on bodies, and he's got himself 20 Sentinels, 10 Wardens, and 5 Blade Lords. He's also got the Emerald Life Swarm, and the Umbral Spell Portal, of course, for the Technado. Now, being light on bodies is always true of a Techlian build. Gotchek hoping to fill in that gap, but the list gets a B from me. Rob Bradley's been playing his Nurgle for a while, and his Munificent Wanderers list shows that he's been working hard on it. He has a Great Unclean one. And then Big Archeon is also in this list with Sloppity Barpiper and the Chaos Lord and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Meaning that 20 Plaguebearer Brick is going to have all of the buffs from Sloppity. And he's got loads of output threat from the Great Unclean one and Archeon. I'm excited to see Archeon in Nurgle. Anyway, this gets an A from me. James Grant has got a Taker a Tribe Sons of Behemoth list. This has got three <laughs> Why can't I say Kraken. James Grant has got a Taker Tribe Sons of Behemoth list with three Kraken Eaters and three little Mancrusher Gargants. Said it before, I'll say it again. Gargants are a big old A. Tom Lambert has got a Legion of Knights Soulblight Lords list which is slightly different to what we've seen so far. He's got Manfred von Karstein, which is such a great utility piece in an army as well as an output unit. The Necromancer for the piling attack twice which is so useful on that 30 Death Rattle oh, skeleton horde which is very cheap at 255 as well as another 20 and 10 death rattle skeletons. He's got two units of five Blood Knights and then he's backed it all up with a Vampire Lord and Radica the Beast. Radikar the Beast is such a good utility piece again in this army. A lot of this works by overlapping buffs amongst all of the different units and I fear how it would play into a shooting meta but as long as the pairing process goes so well I think this list is a B. Role Models 2. Jokar, Thomas Harding, Andy Hall and Sam Rhodes make up Role Models 2. Jokar has bought the top end Hosar, Kandam Zinch list with Archeon, Kairos and Magister and a great Bray Shaman for that clutch Devolve cast. He's got 10 Karak Acolytes as a battle line, 10 Pink Horrors and 3 Screamers of Zinch. Course the Spell Portal, the list is an S. Thomas Harding's bought a Futhwan Eidneath Deepkin list. He's got himself an Eidolon of Mathland, Aspect of the Storm, Tidecaster, and a Soul Scryer. He's also bought himself 13 Nemati Reavers, which really have had a massive uptick in Age of Sigmar 3, as well as two units of Namati Thralls. He's got an Alapex and three Ishling Guard for holding objectives, backed up by a big Leviathan. Again, like I've said before, I know Deepkin haven't been doing overly well in Age of Sigmar 3, especially compared to their dominance in Age of Sigmar 2. This list gets a B from me. Andy Hall has got a Taker Tribe Sons of Behemoth list with two Kraken Eaters, a War Stomper and a Gatebreaker. Three Man Crusher Gargants gives him all the opportunity to win every game. This is a big A from us. Sam Rhodes has bought a Bloodtooths Ironjaw's Iron Jaws army. The Mega Boss on Moor Crusher, obviously going to be worth his weight in gold in doing that output. The two Auric War Chanters are also going to be really useful for buffing up that unit of six Gore Grunters and the 15 Ard Boys, giving consistent output. Iron Jaws are so good in a fight. Although I'm not necessarily certain they have the output to deal with things like Mega Gargans on objectives. And they struggle into the late game because they don't attrition overly well. That gets a B from me. Role models B. Christian Thurston, Rich Nutter, Peter Warwood, and Tom Field make up role models B. Chris Thurston has got his Keltnard Daughters of Cain army. He's got his Blood Rat Medusa, that's the general. And as well, he has Marathi Cain and the Bow Snakes. 15 Blood Sisters in this list. And he's got some Combat Snakes as well in the 10 Bloodstalkers. He's also got some Heartrenders and some Shadow Stonkers and the Blood Rat Viper. Being very good, this list will get an A. Rich Nutter has brought his Sire Lumineth Realm Lords army, and again, it's a Techlian build with Teclas and a Cathalar, but he does also have Avlanor, the Stoneheart King. Let's not forget how good that Cathalar with Goading Arrogance is going to be into a monster meta that we're seeing here at Blood the 20 Wardens and the 10 Sentinels, as well as the blade lords, making the core of the army with a Starsard Ballista at the back. While there are two monsters in this list and some great anti-monster tech, I just worry about bodies on the board and for that reason the list gets an B. Peter Warwood has bought a Petrofex OCR Bone Reapers list. He's got a Leech Cavalos, a Soul Reaper and a Bone Shaper. And the core of his army is made up of 30 Mortech Guard and another 20 Mortech Guard with some great trading pieces in five Death Riders and two units of Necropolis Stalkers with that the Harvester there to back up that 30 Mortec Guard. Petrofex is such a survivable army and its ability to attrition is very, very high. I'd compare it to an Iron Jaws list, but there's more defense and the ability to stay for longer in the battle means, in my opinion, that they do better. The list gets a B from me. Tom Field has got a Castelli Dynasty Soulblight Gravelords list. He's got a Vampire Lord and a Zombie Dragon, Vaudry, a Coven Throne and a Necromancer, backing up those two units of five Blood Knights and those 20 Deadwalker Walker Zombies as long as, as as well as three Varghists. The Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon and Prince Vaudry are such competent output units coven thrones command ability is so useful as well i do worry about bodies on the board and being outscored in certain objectives however i'm just unsure if this is an a or a b i'm gonna give it a b but Vordry and that vampire and zombie dragon could prove me wrong hugely and it could be an a sym ben harper lewis swan david marsh and Stephen follows make up sym this is a competent wargaming team and they could do very well at the tournament Ben Harper's running a Winterleaf Silverneth list with a Lariel, a Branch Wraith, and the Tree Lord Ancient. He's also got himself two units of three kernoth Hunters with Scythes. While this list has got two monsters, we haven't seen this version of Silverneth do well. In fact, the only version of Silverneth we've done, seen do well has been the Mathmallow TM build. So for that reason, the list gets a B from me, whereas I think generally Silverneth actually sit at a C. So much respect to Ben and I think he's gonna do quite well with this. Lewis Swan has got his Boulderhead Oak of More tribes list. He's got himself three Stonehorns, two with Frostlords and one with a Huskard on, as well as four Mornfang in two units of two, and another Stonehorn Beast Riders. It's lots of monsters and it's gonna do huge amounts of output and in the right battle plans and against the right units, it's very successful. But worldwide stats show us it's a four-one three two army. Which means it's a B. David Marsh has got his Petrofex Elite OCR Bone Reapers list with Arcan the Black, Anna Leech Cavalos, and two bricks of 20 Mortec Guard and five Death Riders. He's got two Gothsar Harvesters backing up those bricks of 20 Mortek, and he's going to have a very strong centerboard mid-game. However, with save stacking, and generally saves being higher anyway, I worry that the Mortek Crawler won't necessarily do what it needs for those 2.15 points. This list gets a B from me. Steven follows with his Legion of the First Prince list is looking to cause havoc. He has Belakor, Kairos, the Contorted Epitome, and of course that Slaves to Darkness Demon Prince with the Mark of corn. Two units of ten pink horrors and ten plague bearers, as well as the Umbral Life, as well as the Emerald Life Swarm and the Umbral Spell Portal, is gonna mean he can regenerate all of those units quite nicely and also use Kairos's ability at range. This is a huge control deck army, and I think Steven's gonna play this very, very well. This list gets an A from me. Cats of War, an international mix, and the LGT returning champion are in the Cats of War. Piotr is... Our returning champion, and it's great to see him coming back to the LGT. He has brought himself a Calibron Daughters of Cain list, and there is no Marathi, and there is no Snakes. This is a completely wild list. Now, Peter's from Poland, and he's been doing very well over there. They play a lot of team tournaments, and I expect his pairing process to be very, very competent and good. He has a Blood rat Medusa General and another Blood rat Medusa, and then he has two lots of 10 Bloodstalkers, and he has... Five lots of five Bloodstalkers, as well as some Shadow Stonkers and some Heartrenders. Looks like he's going to be playing an MSU trading game. This list is so out of the ordinary compared to other Daughters of King lists that I've seen. I don't know how it's going to perform. It gets a B from me. JP Stevens is pushing around his Helon Lumineth Realm Lords army. Severith is in there as well as a Hurricane Wind Mage and two other Spirits of the Wind. He's got 30 Sentinels and he has 10 Wind Charges in there as well. There are so many options and play in this army backed up by that Emerald Life Swarm. This is an S list for me. Eric Haw... Eric, pushing around his Thunder Lizard Seraphon list, has to be one of the most competent wargamers that I've seen in Age of Sigmar in quite a few years. His battle line is pretty bare, in three units of ten skinks. He's also got himself a bunch of salamanders, four of them, in fact, as well as that Bastillodon with a solar engine, keying in so well with that Thunder Lizard commandability. His characters are a stegadon with skink chief and an engine of the gods. And, of course, he's got the Starseers, a Star Priest, and the Slan. Eric plays with a very very solid play style and I would expect Eric to do very very well with this list and if he thinks it's an A I'm likely to give it an A. Max Barton fresh out of retirement has brought his Taker Tribe Sons of Behemoth list. He's got three Kraken Eaters and a Gatebreaker all in a double bosses of the stomp. It's an A. Those guys Martin, Zach Baer, Des Brennan and Aaron Boyan make up those guys as a team. Martin has brought himself a Calibron Daughters of Cain list with Marathi and 15 Bow He's also gone for a nice little MSU mix of two units of Shadow Stonkers, five Life Takers and five Heart Renders, backed up by that Meliocyte Iron Scale, making those other two units of Blood Sisters Battleline. This is a competent list. He's got lots of tools in his army. It gets an A. Zack Blair with his Hermdar Fireslayers is looking to use that save stacking to his advantage. The Double Battlesmiths are going to work so well with those units of Hearthguard Berserkers as well as the Auric Hearthguard. And the Auric Runefather on Magmadroth and the RuneSmiters are going to help make sure his units are going to be where he needs them to be. Still, Fireslayers haven't been doing particularly well this edition and he gets a B from me. Des Brennan with his Hallaheart Cities and Sigmar list is again proving that no one respects that Dwarves shouldn't cast Magic. A rune lord that's the General with the Arcane Tome means this Dwarf isn't casting one but two spells. He's also got a Sorceress and a Celestial hurricaneum, as well as a Knight Encanter for a lot of magical output. Back this up with the Combat Output that Gotrek delivers and the Shooting Output that Iron Drakes, the 30 of them, have. This army has got a bunch of potential to activate across all phases. Whether or not this is going to be enough output... To bring down larger units we'll see and of course into the shooting meta some of those units are very weak but it being a true two drop list means it could do very well it gets an a from me aaron boyan has bought a Petrifex ocr bone reapers list and he's got nagash the bone shaper 20 more guard And two units of five Death Riders along with a crawler. Now, as stated before, I'm unsure as to whether or not that crawler works particularly well in Age of Sigmar 3 with the high armor values that we have and it not having any rend. But Nagash is obviously brilliant, and those 20 Mortec Guard are really good as well. With Protection Nagash as a free teleport in the army, it's got so many options, but will it die to larger units? Let's see. The list gets a B from me. Whales over 31s. The. Owen Jackson, Alex Bruce, Andy Hughes, and Mark Brooks are four of the strongest war gamers I can think of in Age of Sigmar at the moment. The Owen Jackson has been to 10 tournaments in Age of Sigmar 3 already, and he's been pushing around his Petrofex, OCR, Bone Reapers list the entire time. Nagash and Mir Kanan as his characters, two units of 20 Mortec Guard, and those five Death Deathrayiders are going to be very key. For taking lots of units and scoring battle tactics. Owen's done very well with this list against multiple different armies. The list I feel is a B, but Owen has been pushing this round so much you have to respect his matchup process. Alex Bruce is going for a really fun Kelton Our Daughters of Kane list. He's got the Blood Medusa, and of course he has Marathi Kane. But this time there's only 10 Bow Snakes with two small five person units of bloodstalkers as well he's then gone for msu life takers five of them and this is really exciting because if you buff up this incredibly low cost unit they can do some outrageous damage it's very different to see it's very different to what we've seen oh no it's not that different it's a nice twist and take still got marathi still got the bow snakes in the list but it'll be interesting to see how those life takers do the only worrying part about having Alex and Andy in the team is will their head be in the right place after all the drinking on a Saturday night for the Sunday morning. This list gets an A from me. Andy Hughes, arguably, arguably one of the best war gamers in the country, has got a Munificent Wanderers Nurgle army, a great unclean one. He has two great unclean ones, Rotigus, the Glockin, and three units of ten plague bearers. In fact, Andy's so competent with this army, I asked him to do a Nurgle faction reaction this list, gets an A from me. Mark Brooks has brought a very unique army in a Slave to Darkness Knight of the Empty Throne list. His General Varongard unit, which is what you get for being Knights of the Empty Throne, is a six, and Mark of Zeench with Inescapable Doom and Grasping Plate means it is going to be so tough to deal with this. Its save will be a two plus, it'll be rerolling ones, and it'll have two spell ignores. He's also got another unit of Varangard as a character, as well as Belakor and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord on Manticore. His battle line is two units of 10 Chaos Marauders and a Chaos Chariot with that War Shrine in the list as well. He's also got Emerald Life Swarm, so he's going to be able to heal up quite a bit. He's looking for the Varangard to do a lot of work, and they are very, very survivable, but do they have enough output to deal with some of the larger threats? We'll have to see. It gets a B from me. Rob Wales, Izzy Moore... Isaac Chipperfield and Pete Long make up the Wayland Wolfpack. has brought himself an Iron Jaws army, with Godrak and a Mega Boss on Moor Crusher. First time I think I've seen Godrak in about four years on the tabletop. And Uruk Warchanter is in there as well as as well as a Weird Knob Shaman. Ten Brutes and three units of Gore Grunters in the list. This list gets a B from me. Izzy has brought a Nal Root Silvernet list with a Lariel, a Tree Lord Ancient, an Arch Rev, and a Branch Wraith, as well as Three units of five tree revenants and two units of Colonel Thunters, one with scythes and one with bows. So there's no spell port on this list, so range could be an issue in certain matchups. This list gets a C from me. Isaac Chipperfield has got a Head Ogre More tribes list, and he's got two Frost Lords on Stonehorn as well as and 14 morefang three units of four and a unit of two, which will have a large footprint on the tabletop but may struggle to achieve battle tactics. I think he'll have fun with the Gargant Hackers, though, so this gets a B from me. Pete Long has bought a Hos Arcanum Zeench list. It looks like it's a summoning list with the Lord of Change, Kairos, the Blue Scribes and the Changecaster. All those Wizards are going get, to be getting re-rolls, of course, from the Blue Scribes. The 2 units of 10 Pink Horrors and the 3 units of 3 Screamers of Zeinch means he's going to have a lot of board presence on the primary objectives. Chronomantic Cogs, the Burning Head and Umbral Spell Portal backing that up he's gonna cast a lot and potentially summon a lot but i struggle to see where maybe the output comes in certain matchups the list gets a b from me as a final bit of fun we've decided to tier the teams and here we go in tier b dad's armies fact idols rogues Leodis legion more than misfits sym those guys and angel could take out the event if they get very lucky. In tier A, most likely to take out the event and the teams you need to defeat to the top, Four Masters One Cup, The 400 Club, Fiction, the Bad Moon Loons, Marauders A, Ninja Badgers, Cats of War, Wales Over 31s, and Legio 9. In tier C, most unlikely to take out the event is everyone else. If you're in that group, I have no faith. I hope you've enjoyed the video and I hope we all have loads of fun at Blood Tithe. Don't forget, the entire thing will be live on twitch.tv forward slash The Honest Wargamer. We'll see you guys there. Thanks for listening.